back to the Things Above podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Riley. And today we're going to be talking about where do you find your identity? Maybe it's in your grades. Maybe it's in the sports that you play. Perhaps it's in your friends' opinions of you. But what happens when a challenging course damages your perfect 4.0 GPA? What happens when an injury ends your athletic career? And what happens when the friends you had are no longer your friends? Today we will be looking at where you find your worth, your value, and your purpose. We look at who Jesus says we are so we can understand our identity in Christ. Ooh, that, some of those really hit home with me. <laughs> really good stuff. Um, you want to start by reading some verses? Yeah. So the biggest verse that like I have always treasured is 2 Corinthians 5.17. It's, it says, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. And for me, like this just means that the old labels that I had, the old person that I was, the old sin that I had, doesn't have to be me anymore. It's no longer attached to me. Now I find my identity in God. I find who I am and who I'm supposed to be and who Jesus says that I am. And I think it's pretty prominent in culture today for people to find their identity in literally anything else. Like, um, for some, it, it is finding your identity in sin. Um, some people think it's fun and popular to, or fun to be like the most popular, to be social butterfly, which being a social butterfly is not a bad thing. Um, and of course you can spread the gospel through that, but, um, whenever all of your friends aren't your friends anymore, what, what does that leave you with? And there's no value in, um, being a social butterfly just for being popular's sake, I guess. Um, something that God says that we are is he says that we are children of God. And 1 John 3, 1 says, See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. And what this means is that we don't have to worry about if we are loved by our friends, if we are loved by our parents, because there are going to be people who don't have that kind of love. But you can find that kind of love in God, because He is our Father, and He will care for us, and He will provide for us, and He will love us like no other. Um. Yeah, I always think it's kind of awkward. Like our pastor does a really good job, a really good job of mentioning this on Mother's Day and Father's Day whenever we are reminded of how God is our parent. Um, and there's always people in the audience or in the congregation, and they're thinking, "I was in foster care, or I was adopted, and I don't know my parents, or I never had a good relationship with my dad. He was an alcoholic. My mom did drugs, or like something terrible and awful." Um, But we aren't bound by what our parents were or the fact that we didn't have parents. Um, There's just, there's no boundary between uh, God's love for us and our parents' love. They, our parents are imperfect while God is a perfect, loving parent. Indeed. Um, God also calls us royalty. He says that we are heirs to his throne and for me like as a little kid I learned this and it was just like so amazing because I grew up watching Disney I wanted to be like the Disney princess (laughs) and I always dreamed of like you watch Hallmark movies you find your prince charming and I was like I want that 
But God calls me a princess. God gave me that as a little kid. And it kind of just, I hold on to it because God calls me royal. He calls me worthy enough to be a princess and to be an heir to his throne. Um, yeah, I, I think we really, we ob- observe, we look up to the idea of a perfect fairy tale ending. Um, but how how boring are the fairy tales that like there's no sacrifice, there's no adventure or um, like the hero's journey, like the pattern that you see in every piece of literature ever, that kind of thing. Um, the hero dies or the mentor dies and like there's a sacrifice that's given up and that's what Jesus has done for us. Um, and that's why we can be called royalty and we can be called heirs, which... Uh, do you have the Bible verse on heirs? Um, Romans eight seventeen. Awesome. I do you want to read write it? it down. <laughs> um, if if not, uh, if you're not into the princess idea, I think heirs is a really really good way to think about it too. Um, like, if, if you think, oh, I'm an heir of the whatever estate, you know, you have this a, a lot of wealth, um, maybe some land, a mansion or something. And you're going to inherit that one day. Um, and I think that's really, really neat. Like, we are, we're going to in- inherit the kingdom of God and we're heirs to his throne. And, like, oh man, if you're not into princesses, yeah, if you're not into the princesses and Prince Charming idea, heirs is a really not, is a great way to think about it. Um, that verse said, Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Co-heir. Co-heirs with Christ. Co-anything with Christ, like being at the same level, that is so humbling. It is. I'm getting chilled. I know, right? How is that even possible? That's crazy. And that's like where you find your worth. You find your value. Because God says that, like, you are worthy enough to sit with Jesus. Like, how amazing is that? Um, that, that was my sister coming <laughs> sliding glass window. Um, yeah, <laughs> she, she's also a child of God. How awesome is that? Um, yeah, we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on to the next thing. Um, God says that we are his friends. In John 15, 15, it says, No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. And at first, like, it's easy to read over this verse and just be like, oh, like, I have a friend in God. That's cool. Like, uh, there's someone that's going to be there for me constantly, which is amazing in and of itself. But the older I got, the more I began to, like, appreciate this verse because it would be so easy for God to just look at us and be like, you messed up so much. You're not worthy to, to know anything about me. You can just go be a slave, work for me. But God calls us friends. He wants us to know what he's doing. He wants us to work with him and just be a part of his plan. And that is so amazing. Mm. Yeah. Um, And as you move on through life, I know in my experience, um, losing friends, gaining new friends, different friends, um, and like the cycle of how that goes in life, um, 
you begin to appreciate the ones who are still there in the end. Um, and the fact that God says, I'm going to be your friend. It's the same thing with the, the whole parent issue. Like, maybe I don't have good parents or I don't have good friends. And you don't know what a good friend looks like. Jesus models that perfectly for us. So, I hate to say it, but there's no excuse for you to n- know, like, oh, if you're a Christian and you blame things on, I don't have any friends, you have the perfect representation of a friend in Jesus Christ, in God. Um, and a, a friend, uh, John 15, 13, or 13, 15, I 15, can't ever 15. remember. 15, 15? Yeah. Oh, no, that not that oh, one. Oh, I'm sorry. I, thought <laughs> I think it's 15, 13. Uh, there is no greater love than this, than he yes. who would die for his friend. I love that um, verse. And not saying that you should go jump off a bridge for your friend. Don't do that. <laughs> but um, if, if there's a friend who's willing to sacrifice everything for you, it's Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is the perfect representation. Those verses are so close to each other, too. That was the one Riley just mentioned was John 15, 13. And 15, the one that 15. I All had right. previously mentioned was John 15, 15. So oh, there you go. Look at that. Um, it's also really cool that God says that because, like, if you are that person that finds your worth and finds your value in your friends' opinions of you or your parents' opinions of you and their acceptance of you, God tells you who you are. God gives you that identity. So you're always going to have that friend that tells you where your worth and where your value are. Mm. Yes. Okay. So we did, we did friends. I'm going to go on to our next one. So the next verse I had was Psalm 139, 14, which says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. And I know that full well. And if you've grown up grown up in the church, you've probably heard this verse a lot. Oh, yes. The fearfully and wonderfully yes. made verse. <laughs> but it, it resonates so much because God calls us wonderful. And he says that I made you. I made you the way that I wanted you to be made. And his works are wonderful, which means that he knew what he was doing when he made us. He made us like he did for a purpose and with a plan in mind. And that's just so amazing to know that, like, I might not be made like the person right next to me, but there's a reason why I wasn't made like the person right next to me. And Mm. he's going to do so much in our lives. Um, I would just like to mention, when was the last time somebody sat you down and was like, hey, you're wonderful. I don't even think I've been called wonderful before. Like, not in a long time. Wonderful, full of wonder. Like, you've... That's amazing. That's that's so it is. Wow. <laughs> the fact that God calls us wonderful, that's astonishing. It, it is. And then backing off of that verse, we had Jeremiah 29:11, which God guarantees that he has a purpose for us. It says, "For I know the plans I have for you," declares the Lord, "plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future." And I mean, this verse is typically right around graduation time as people are trying to figure out their life plans and just moving on into a new chapter in in your life. But it guarantees that God has a purpose for us. God has a plan for us. And even if we're going through something hard right now, we know that God has something greater for us and he's going to get us out of it. And so even as we're sitting in the midst of a fire, we know who God created us to be and we know that he's going to make something even better out of it. Yeah. Um, 
I my pastor spoke on that Jeremiah twenty nine eleven twenty nine eleven, okay, um, and <laughs> it was I believe it was in the Old Testament. I could be just like swirling every single church sermon in my head right now, but it was um, Old Testament. So in the Old Testament, all you see is the Israelites are living like God's people. They're like. Mm. We are doing what God says to do. We're following the commandments, doing all of the stuff. Um, and then we fail at it. <laughs> and then yep. they get themselves out of the situation. Well, they don't. God gets them out of the situation. Uh, let's be clear about that. And then they get themselves into the problem over again. And I think we do this in our own lives. Like, we can look yep. back. Hindsight's twenty twenty. of course. We're like, why would you say that you want to be slaves in Egypt? That's so silly. Well, of course, but like, how many times do we say, oh man, I, I just left that friend group because they weren't completing, or they weren't helping me be a better Christian, but I really still want to go be popular. How many times do we do that to ourselves? And of course, hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, but if God says that we have a purpose, then we should trust his plan and we should follow his law because he knows better. <laughs> He's seen this all before. So we've, we've learned that God calls us a new creation. God calls us his children. He calls us royalty and heirs. He calls us a friend. He tells us we are wonderfully made and we know that he has a purpose for us. And when we learn these words, we learn what God calls us and our identity is in Christ. Our identity cannot be shaken. Mm. I don't have anything to say about that. That <laughs> speaks for itself. Um, some songs that I had on identity. If you're a music Ooh, person, okay. you'd rather listen to music. The playlist than, suggestions. Yes. Um, I had two. So a newer one is called Who You Say I Am. It's a beautiful song. Oh, Hill song. Yes. Wonderful. It's good stuff. And then another one is called Hello My Name Is. That's a lot more upbeat than Who You Say I Am. Oh, so. that's the, uh, is that Mercy Me? Oh, I forget. I, for, I forget who that's see. by. I can, I can literally sing it for you right now. I know what it sounds like. Um, it was Matthew West. That's Matthew what I thought. West. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. When's the last time you heard Matthew West? <laughs> it's been a while. I haven't heard it for a hot minute. But I love that song because in the music video, they take, like, little name stickers, you know? Oh, fun. And they, uh, they just, like, cross out the old labels. And that's just, like, such an amazing metaphor that, like, who you were, the old labels, or even labels that the world gives you yes. aren't labels that you have to have. God gives you the labels that he wants you to like think on and like resonate with yourself. So. Okay, here's a, here's a more personal question I just thought of off script. Um, <laughs> have you ever been given a label like you're the um, funny kid, you're the kid with the 4.0, like what's your, have you ever been given a label even if it's silly? Definitely. I think. Can you can you like tell us it? Um. So for me, I'm always the kid that school comes naturally to me. So mm. I'm always labeled the genius or uh. the know-it-all. And you know, there. I feel like every label is very backhanded. Yeah. Like genius um, is smart, but like yeah. know-it-all is that's. What's interesting? We just 
had this conversation at my church like two weeks ago and we were talking about labels that the world gives us Mm. and the one that I said was genius and all the adults in the room thought it was like a very positive compliment they were like man if someone calls you a genius they think you're like super smart have so much potential in life like that's amazing and I was like it, it can be given as a positive thing, but most of the time it's a negative thing. Right. People use it to make you feel bad about what yes. you're able to do and what you are accomplishing in life. Oh, definitely. And it's just crazy. So know that the labels God gives you will never be backhanded. They are yes. always, never backhanded. <laughs> always meant to uplift you and just resonate that you are worthy you are valuable and god has a purpose for you yeah i i don't remember the bible verse that is like don't it's it's some bible verse that you can like almost make it about not being sarcastic it's like don't Mm. don't speak foul of and like you can interpret it as swearing or whatever I, i i can't think of it off the top of my head right now and i feel really bad that I can't. So the verse Riley was just talking about is Ephesians 4.29, and it says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Hear that again. Replay the podcast. Re-listen to it because, oh man, I need to make that like my lock screen or something. That is such an amazing verse. And I feel like even in like society today, gossip, rumors, just talking about people. How do you think like magazines are made? Like half of the magazine world is making their money these days. And And social media, just don't, if, if you, if you get the feeling in your heart, don't post it. Also, feel free to not be on social media. Yeah. It's not that great. Yeah, social media typically just tears people down. Yeah. It really does. So. But then also, like, you can... I, I want to rebuttal my own mental train of thought. Like, you can you can use social media for your own advantage. We'll just do a social media episode. We could. Let me write we could that do down. a whole social media episode, but... Um, we, we can have that talk later, but... Yeah. Just remember, like, there are going to be people who say things about you that aren't true yes or they're gonna try and give you labels that you don't have to have just because someone places a label on you doesn't mean you have to place it on yourself even if they do it publicly yeah even if they say if they make some terrible rumor about you and it's public and they just tear you down it's only true if you make it true (laughs) if you if they say that you're a liar and you lie then yeah it's it's true but if it's not then it's a statement and those words don't have to affect you and i think it's beautiful that god tells us everything we need to know about ourselves and his word pretty neat (laughs) i'm gonna reiterate the phrase i said earlier that when our identity is in christ our identity cannot be shaken and that's just what we want you guys to think upon as you listen because i feel like so many people especially going through high school going through college you have an identity crisis where you just go through so many phases and you're not sure where you fit in or who you're supposed to be Mm. but god will tell you who you are and he will give you your identity yeah 
And I think it's I think it's funny we were just looking at our demographics. Um, shout out to our listener in Japan. You're yeah. really cool. Um, <laughs> um, and like uh, what I was saying with that is that our age range is kind of wide. We have some older listeners, and it doesn't go away. My mom tells me this. Um, it doesn't go away whenever you get out of high school. There are mean people who say mean things um, about you at your job, at college, at where, wherever you are. I don't know, in your retirement home. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever is beyond that. Um, the only time that there isn't that going on is in heaven, whenever everything's yeah. restored and perfect, which is sad, but true. So we might as well start finding our identity where it belongs. Amen. If you've got nothing else to add, I will pray us out. I don't have anything right. else. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the, the time that you've allowed us to spend in your word, learning who you call us, learning that the past life that we had, the past labels that we had, no longer have to be who we are. We just ask that you would give us a new identity, that you would remind us who we are in you. And we are just so thankful for all of the listeners out there. I ask that you would just touch their hearts and allow this message to just resonate with them as they go about their week. God, thank you for everything that you do for us. And it's in your name we pray. Y'all, thank you so much for listening. Um, You can follow us on Instagram at Things Above Podcast. We would love to have y'all over there. Thank you very much.